And how you guys doing? Welcome to episode 59, how to deal with an ex's uh, spouse. I bet we all had a lot of those kind of problems. Hey, don't forget, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time for those that are members of the Throttle Club over on Insane Throttle. We got that Zoom uh, conference call I have to do is download the free app and I uh, put the information how to get the uh, into the meeting on the members only chat on YouTube. I also put it on the Zoom uh, channel as well. Lots of stuff going on today. We're actually uh, premiering on YouTube at 6 p.m. instead of 7 because that I kind of forgot. It happens. You know, I, lately I'm getting old and, uh, you know, losing track of thought and what I should be doing and stuff. I need to get a schedule. But anyway, here is China Dow. Hi. How you guys doing? <laughs> Yeah, you totally lost track, and then your mind's a little weird right now because all you can hear is birds. Oh, my God. Tell them about the birds, man. They're irritating as hell. But we did see an eagle flying over our house today, so that's good luck. Yeah, for about three minutes. It was soaring right above our house. I'm like, I think it's looking for your mother, your, your mom's dog. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I guess not. But it was beautiful. It was beautiful. First time in a long time we've seen the bald eagle. But now we got damn birds camping out on my outside my studio, and I hear the fricks. You can hear them through the headsets. Oh, my it's God. It's stupid. <laughs> so did you have a good night with the kids yesterday? If you guys don't know, we had an episode with the kids on, and uh, she was pretty excited. The kids were pretty excited, even though she got her first strike right before the show because she was acting a fool. But, uh, yeah, how did you uh, like last night? It was fun last night. I was very grateful that Corey was nice to me. <laughs> <laughs> he, he said, Ma, I figured I'd give you a break. <laughs> so he was pretty cool. He, he like didn't uh, make me, yeah, he didn't make fun of me like he normally does. Well, usually he's all over you and stuff, man. He He's ruthless on her. Yeah. And he was actually pretty quiet. He was quiet. He was. I was kind of surprised. That he was very quiet. But. You actually brought up you wanted to do a different show just with you and Corey. Well, actually, it was Corey's idea. Corey said he'd like to push you out of the room one night and just have me and him do our China Hollywood and China Doll show. <laughs> no, it would have to be a separate show. No, he said he wanted to do one of our nightly shows with me. Oh, so he wants to co-host. Yeah. He wants to co-host. Co-host. Yeah. He said he said that it'd be fun. And I'm like, well, then we'd have to find a topic that you're actually going to talk about. Because <laughs> he was kind of quiet. He didn't talk as I mean, he, he told us some interesting facts that we weren't aware of in our own town. So that was kind of surprising. Mm -hmm. But he, he said he was really interested in maybe doing a show with his mom. Mama's boy. That's what it is. It's a mama's boy. Can't thing. help it. <laughs> and Brittany, she left. She's gone. Yeah, she left this morning. Sad face. <laughs> Sad face is right, man. Yeah, and uh, when Corey and I walk back in the house and then Zena, okay, where's the other one? <laughs> right. <laughs> Looking at it, she was running around the house trying to find her, and we're like, nope, she went home. She went said home. bye. Went by. Uh, but it was a good episode yesterday. We talked about the homelessness in America, how uh, 
pretty sad it is that our government couldn't take care of our vets. They're living on the street. Uh, how kids are living on the street and stuff. So, sad state of affairs. It was. But anyway, we're going to be talking about dealing with somebody's ex. Yeah. I only had to do it once and it was gone. Yeah, yeah, you did with mine. <laughs> <laughs> One time, that's all it had to be. That's all that had to be done. Yeah, that was it, and it was over. Bye bye. Never heard from him again. Yes. Yeah, and I got a little. I don't suggest you guys do that kind of stuff, but yes, you know, I didn't have no more problems. No, we never did. <laughs> he kind of was being stalkerish, and Hollywood just had to. Say well, it. explain the situation. Well, it was an abusive relationship that I was in, and I decided to do it the right way, and I took him to court for an order of protection because he was stalking me, and we were broke up for quite some time, but he continuously was harassing me. And, and I just met, uh, we were together, what, two weeks at this time, three weeks? Probably probably about a month. Okay. About a month, and I informed you because you're like, because my phone kept ringing because that was back when we had house phones. Mm -hmm. And my phone was ringing all the time and all the time. And he's like, why aren't you ever answering your phone? And I'm like, because I already know who it is. And you're like, well, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, I've got a court date for an order of protection to get him to leave me alone. Because and that's when I said, you know, you don't need a court order protection. <laughs> yeah, you told me I didn't need a court order. But you and a couple friends came with me to court that day because I was actually afraid to go by myself and uh after i was issued the order of protection and when we were walking out of the court you uh had a few words to say to him and yep haven't heard from him since nope it was done it was over with bye-bye see you he brought his mommy with and he and his mommy tried to get you to get charges on you for saying a little sentence to him and that never happened that they that kind of got laughed out mm -hmm. You know, the bailiff was kind of laughing at it, like, well, I didn't hear it, so. <laughs> Even though they did hear it, I wasn't uh, no, quiet about it. No, because his mom was standing right next to the bailiff, <laughs> and you said it plain as day right in front of both of them, and the, but the bailiff said right in front of him, he's, I didn't hear it. <laughs> See, that's the thing that most people don't understand. I have a very big disdain mm -hmm. for cops, and I don't care what I say to them. No, you, you... I'm unfiltered with them, too. You are. You could care less what, what you say around them, or to them, for that matter. But you were directing it towards him and not towards the bailiff That's or why I was surprised that the, the bailiff backed me after saying it right in front of him. Yeah, I don't—I I think it was because of he—I mean, he was standing in there hearing the kind of things that my ex was doing to me, like, you know— he used to, like, beat me with golf clubs and stuff like that, and the bailiff was like, uh-uh, he don't care. <laughs> and then he just, like, no, I didn't hear anything, so I don't know what you're talking about. You guys would go ahead and leave. <laughs> and still to this day, he don't even try to stalk you on Facebook or any of that stuff. No. It's no, no, I haven't, I haven't heard from him since that day. That, that's what's the last the thing, time. What's the things with your other boyfriends? Why didn't they stop this dead cold? Because I, I, I wasn't the first one. You were the second. Why did it, you know, after you broke up with him? After I broke up with him, you were the second guy I dated after him. So and why didn't the first guy do anything? Because he was friends with my ex's brother. <laughs>
So he's a pussy. Yeah. Well, he, <laughs> he rode a crotch rocket, so I don't know. He's still a pussy. <laughs> you know, nothing against crotch rocket. That's not politically correct. I won't say what I was about to say. Uh, I'm trying to be politically correct. It's not working too good for me. I said something in the car. You know, my daughter's still pissed at me. <laughs> she, that's, that's why she was mad when we were in Walmart, because she was, like, so mad that you said that word. <laughs> That is why. They gotta remember where I, how I grew up, man. It's not like I can change. It's not an overnight thing. It's something you gotta work on, and it's not so much you gotta work on it on a full time basis. It's just you gotta watch what you say around her. And I, and, and, and sometimes and our I feel son, like I shouldn't have son. to change. Because neither one of our kids really like that word. So. I know, but, you know, that's the way I am, and yeah. they gotta accept old po- You know, they never have a problem asking me to do something if they need something done true so they gotta accept me for who i am as a total i know but you know sometimes mm-hmm. you know gotta be a little pc because it, it you know, don't work for little me. things like that irritate your daughter you know how she is yeah i know she's very she's way more sensitive than i am so she's a crying liberal oh uh, <laughs> So anyway, your for, your first boyfriend knew this was going on with the stalking and stuff. Yeah, because he uh, used to stand outside the house I was living in with a bunch of friends. And he would be like at the end of the driveway waiting for me to come home from work or be there when I'm leaving for work. And it was witnessed by even his own brother saw it happening. And his own brother said something to him but didn't do nothing. Hmm. So it was pretty pathetic. So my approach compared to their approach. Your approach resolved the issue. They're, they didn't... Would you recommend that for everybody? No. No. Because you got if you're going to say the words, you got to mean the words. Mm. And a lot of people just say it to look tough, and they aren't. Mm. So you got to be able to, you know, walk the walk and talk the talk. So you wouldn't... Now... What what advice does this article that you got pulled up to talk about here? Well, it's I mean it specifically has six different ways to deal with your horrible part your uh, partner's horrible ex, and there's like yeah, a twelve gauge shotgun. But go ahead. No, don't listen to me. Well, it's, I gotta remember I'm on the radio, man. People actually listen to me and stuff, and they yeah, we're still it. we're still laughing over the guy with the you know icy hot. <laughs> Unreal, these people. Or the Vicks Vapor Rub, I mean. Yeah, we're still laughing about that one. Well, one of the main things that it talks about is to stay out of it. And, and I stay out of a lot of stuff with you and your ex. But how is that even possible if the, you, they were, they're in a situation you were in? The situation I was in is probably one of the ones I would say is an exception to the rule because no, no guy that I know of that's a real man likes to see a female get abused by a by another guy but it takes a real man to step up and fix the situation you know what i worry about is them women that are with cops that do it i read stories on our biker news all the time you know what's funny now since you brought that up is years back when our daughter was in high school there was a cop in our town that was he worked at the high school you know how the high school has the cop that works in the building well he worked at the high school and he was dating he was uh in a relationship with the librarian and he was actually arrested for beating her 
So how would you deal with a stalker cop? That'd be hard. Because wouldn't, 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 well, I'm saying, like, going to the cops because of a stalker cop or an abusive cop, wouldn't the cops back the other cop? Well, that's the trick. But that's what I'm saying. How That would be a difficult situation, depending on, like, who your new boyfriend was, Mm -hmm. I guess you can say. But if you're dating a cop and that kind of situation is occurring, who do you go to for help in that situation? You can't. If you call the cops on them, they're not going to believe you. Do you go to the state cops, the county cops, over but to the police department? But wouldn't they all stick together? Oh, that's the thing. That's the thing. But I don't know much anymore because the news stories I read, man, they're right up on top of them. There used to be a blue code. Well, see, that's you know, that's why I'm like, I was kind of surprised when I, when we seen in the news years back. This probably maybe seven eight years ago mm. when the cop that he was arrested by the our police department and he worked for that police department well keep that thought we're gonna go to a quick commercial break and we'll be right back hi this is china doll from hollywood and china doll evening show join us monday through friday 7 p.m central standard time on spotify apple Podcasts, and youtube for some fun times and very interesting entertainment see you there boys Okay, we are back, and we're episode 59, talking about how to deal with an ex's spouse, especially if they're a stalker. (laughs) China Doll was talking here for a second, then let's get back to her. Well, I was talking about how the fact that one of the main things is to stay out of it, but you brought up the situation where what if the relationship is between a cop and a female and what to do in that situation and that's a very good question you know you can't really run to the cops because most cops stick together so how how would a person even go about doing that read those six things and let's see if those apply to somebody that's a cop well the first one is to stay out of it you stay out of the when you get in, like, my, myself or you or whatever, we would stay out of the other person's business. You put your initial relationship first, which means you and I would concentrate on our relationship and not about the exes. Which is, you know, sometimes easier said than done when the ex, you know, is living here for six months. <laughs> Be supportive, meaning if you're talking about your ex in a situation that occurred with your ex, you should support, you know, support the decisions that they make. Keep your boundaries clear, meaning that if the ex is going to be a main, is start making the your new relationship a problem, then you need to talk about, hey, you know, I don't want to really hear about it. You need to deal with that situation. I don't want to get involved in it. So you got to make that clear. Then the one that has to deal with the other person's ex needs to find a place that they can go vent or just, you know, walk up into your room and scream, you know, whatever you need to do to to vent it out. Uh, And then to take care of yourself. So basically everything there is BS. Yeah, pretty much. It don't it's do a, anything for the situations that we're talking about. No, not when it comes to an abusive, an abusive ex or a stalker ex. Well, that's really what a stalker, what exes are. They'll stalk the hell out of their 
former partners. Yeah, for sure. And it's disgusting. Like, they don't have anything better to do with their time. So I don't think anything there is going to help anybody. And one thing I we got to make clear is just because I would do something don't mean you to do something, man. No, don't always follow in Hollywood's footsteps. <laughs> well, you know what it is with me is I have no fear of that crap. No. I have no fear of the cops, none of that bull. And you have no filter. Yeah. <laughs> My filter sucks. <laughs> it does. You're not always PC. I mean, you you called the the Mayberry the you know the cops. <laughs> oh yeah, Mayberry. the Ro the Roscoe cops. Man, uh, she came up to me, this police chief. I was like, you're a bunch of Mayberry motherfuckers, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I just don't get along. And then you're sitting there as one of the other guys walked up because he was skinny and scrawny. And you're like, look, it's Barney. <laughs> it's Barney Five. <laughs> you were totally letting them have it. <laughs> so right here, it talks about uh, abuse. And it's not all abuse is physical. But this has to specifically deal with cops. Training makes him dangerous. A police officer training and professional status adds extra levels of sophistication to his style of psychological and physical battering. It may be helpful for you to step back and see how his training and status intensifies his abusive behavior in your relationship. That's a scary-ass thought. I always find it. And as a biker, we all know about the profile and stuff. They try to exert their power. I just can't imagine, uh, you know, with that being married to one. Yeah. They're a bunch of schlucks. Well, no, not, not all cops are Not schlucks. all cops are like that, but there but are the, schlucks. There are the good amount of them that are very, I mean, we read about it almost all the time. Right. More now than ever. So the training makes them dangerous, and everything that you just read there don't make nothing. No. Because they use their police powers to try to overpower everything because they, they got the in. They're they like, use their blue they, gang, as we call it. They use the badge mm. to back them that nobody's going to listen to you because look who I am. Mm. Look what I do. Mm. Nobody's going to listen. All I know is, man, if they show up at your front door and you're living with the, you know his ex or you're married to him, I say put him in frickin' place, man. And if he wants to escalate it, escalate it. But that's just me. <laughs> it's just me. Yeah. Well, that's not a recommendation. No, because I'm, you know. It's just what Hollywood would do. <laughs> you know, there's other, you know, a lot of our audience is bikers from my other channel. And you got a lot of new ones coming over. So I don't want them to. Get the wrong idea. Get the wrong ideal and do what us bikers would do. <laughs> Break his freaking teeth. But uh, there's been a lot of women that their ex-cop boyfriends have killed. Yeah. Because the department won't get involved. No yeah. police uh, uh, would get involved. And it'd be surprising how easily a cop can get away with it. Well, look at that. It took, what, 25 or something years, that Romeo cop, mm. to mm. finally get busted? Mm-hmm. And he smiled. And he smiled about it. Yeah. He probably ain't smiling in the joint right when now. When he was getting arrested, he was smiling. Yeah, but he's probably not smiling anymore. Well, Corey and I uh, watched a clip one time that we found 
of an officer who was being abusive to his uh, girlfriend. And when the cops, his own cops, came and arrested him, they physically cut his uniform off after they cuffed, cuffed him. Like, they physically cut it off of him with scissors. And, oh, I seen that one. And he was smiling the whole time and laughing. Did you see that one? I seen that, that one. That clip? I seen it. He was smiling and laughing the whole time they were cutting his uniform off of him. <clears throat> because he was in his uniform when they went to arrest him. Well, I think nowadays a lot of cops, with all the heat that's coming down on them, they don't want that no more. See, in the old days where I came from, Chicago cops, you didn't break that blue wall. No. But now the cops won't deal with it because it's bringing all kinds of attention on them. Yeah. But I was really shocked to see the look on that guy's face. Like, he was just like, <laughs> whatever. He's a diva ambassador, and those are the type that you got to put in their place. And then we watched, We actually watched that clip like a second time, and I told Corey, I said, don't look that he's laughing. I go, look in his eyes. Right. And his, it's just like, well, that, you he, know, it's, when like you, it's almost like he had no soul. Right. When you look in somebody's eyes, especially <laughs> somebody who commits a homicide— Mm-hmm. Because the eyes tell you everything on the street. Mm-hmm. You know they're either about it or they're not. The ones that are homicide, you can always tell that there ain't no soul in there. Yeah, there's there's like no emo- they're emotionless. Mm-hmm. And if for them to be laughing and smiling and it, that's just disgusting. Well, it is disgusting. But they ain't laughing and smiling in the joint, I can tell you. No, I'm sure they're not. Cops don't have fun in the joint. (laughs) But the thing is, is if they're cops, do they end up in protective custody is my question. Most of the time, yeah. But even if they're in protective custody, the other inmates can still get to them. Well, what happens if you uh, drop a freaking uh, bill on one of the guards and the guards let you in and do what you got to do, turn off all the cameras and stuff, and it happens? Hmm. You know, a lot of people think, uh, you know. Well, I mean, look, I mean, this, he's not a cop, but look what happened to Dahmer. Yeah. A cop let somebody in on him. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Look what happened to him. They turned their backs on that and they let that happen. Mm. I'm sure that goes, that kind of stuff goes on all the time. So I'm sure if there was a cop in there, you know damn well it's going to get around the, the jail that there's a cop in there. Well, another thing that this uh, abuse of power. Uh, says that they use uh, street tactics, lying, uh, twisting the truth, lying to you in your relationship. He justifies having to make things appear differently uh, than they are. Isolation, keeping away from your family and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uses interrogation, sexual abuse, uh, surveillance, the whole nine yards. Yeah. And then the psychological threats that they throw at you is the death threats, the denials. Mm-hmm. Well, and then the other thing that a lot of, and, and that's just not with cops, but a lot of abusive relationships, the one that's the abuser always makes it look like it's the other person's fault. Why? Well, they're good at doing that because they're cowards. Why? Like, why? The, well, you're making me do this. You know, I mean, that's the kind, I mean, that's the kind of crap that I used to always hear. This is, you know, this is your fault. This wouldn't be happening if you didn't do this. And I'm like, you're the one that's been screwing six different people while we were together. And I broke up with you because of it. And he's like, well, it's because of you. I did that. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> they're always good because they're coward pieces of shit. Yeah. Well, and a lot of those tactics that the cops are using, you could, the same tactics are used by any abuser. It just It's just more severe, I think, mentally, when it comes from a cop. I think it'd be worse mm-hmm. because of the fact that they do have that badge and they're supposed to be people that you can trust. You know, and you know, and people wonder why I don't trust them. Yeah, I won't trust the cops. And it's and it's really sad nowadays. The more and more cops we're seeing that actually do that. I I mean, whatever happened to that cop that uh, with the librarian? Besides getting arrested, anybody know if he's in prison? Any of that stuff? I don't know what the outcome was. I don't. I somebody told me that he only served a couple years. And he was, he's, last I heard, he's not in jail anymore. He did whatever time he did. I think he Is he still living in this town? No. He's gone. He's gone. (laughs) He don't live around here anymore. And what did the other cops say? They turned their back on him. Because they actually, um, from what, uh, I understand from what I read though, back then, um, it was witnessed, like they walked in, like she called 911, and they walked in on it. And did they put his ass to the ground? They did. They didn't hesitate. See, you know, Rockton cops are pretty cool. They didn't hesitate. Not Roscoe, you bunch of Mayberry motherfuckers. No, they didn't hesitate. They threw him down. Well, and it's at least good to know that they did something. Yeah. Do you think Rockton cops are a lot different than the uh, other cops that Around, you like, run into? Yeah, they are. Explain. Well, one... You're actually giving a good review. See, I, I don't <laughs> like talking to them. I don't like being around them. Well, there's things that I've noticed since we've lived out here compared to when we've lived pretty much anywhere else, the way the cops are. And, you know, they're all about their town. That's for one. You know, Not they don't like Chicago. Guys. They're all about the town. They won't let anything happen in this town. And if it does, they nip it in the butt as soon as possible. Like um, a few months back when the BP up the street got robbed in the morning. Now, every night, one of the cops sits in our parking lot when we close to make sure that we get out of there. OK. And then in the morning when we open they go they either drive through the parking lot or they go inside in the morning to check on everything so it's like one of them towns you see on tv where the cops are actually community based instead of assholes with attitudes yeah well it's like when i'm working by myself and the cops come in to get their coffee they actually will do a walk around the store they walk in the back they check in the bathroom to make sure there's like nobody hiding in there Mm. they do it every time i'm there you didn't tell me that yeah they do it all the time it's like they call it a safety check especially when I'm by myself. And it's like, I always look at him, I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, just checking out the area for you. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Like, they're weird butts when they escorted me home when I was walking home on Halloween. That was, that was <laughs> what crazy. What did they do to you on that one? Well, I, there were two officers sitting outside because there was a lot of stuff going on in the bars on Halloween. And, you know, we're on the next block from where all the bars were. And as a joke, they decided, since I was walking home, one cop went in front and the other cop went in back of me, and they had their spotlights on, and they were saying they were checking if there was anyone lurking in the darkness, and they (laughs) took me all the way home that way, and it was really weird. (laughs) 
but it was funny and they did it just to be funny you know they were waiting to see because it happened to be uh the next morning was daylight savings so the bars were all going to try and stay open an extra hour so they were staying pretty close to the bars but they did it as a joke because they're pretty comical but at the same time if you need them for something uh like when i had the guy with the counterfeit hundred the cop was standing in there getting his coffee when the transaction happened and he looks at me and he points at the guy and poof, went right out there i didn't even have to call the cops he was already there <laughs> <laughs> or if when other incidents occur it just, it's like such a fluke that the cops just happen to show up after something happens those are the cops that you actually want in your community not uh the chicago cops but they have a i have to admit they got a lot harder time in chicago because all the shootings and stuff Uh, we don't have that problem here uh -uh. it's Uh -uh. more of a mayberry feel here well because it's like a little country town kind of you know it is downtown is all bars and antique shops (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) how much more country can you get than that and I'm, I'm actually glad to hear that the cops took this guy down. Uh, did she have any problems with this guy beforehand that nobody knew? Yeah, she was hiding it. For how long? Don't know. Don't know. I have no idea. And none of, their, none of the other cops knew Well, and the fact that she was working in the school, you know, so she must have hit it pretty well. You know, I mean, I don't know if it was all physical. I don't know if it was all verbal or if it was both. It really didn't get into a shit ton of detail. It just basically, you know, talked about how he got busted. So and when they, they get... basically walked in, they put his ass to the ground. Yeah, because she called, and then I guess she dropped the phone. And you know how that is. If, yeah. if you don't respond when they're trying to, you're, you call 911, and they can hear stuff in the background. They just go, mm-hmm. you know. So they were dispatched, and they showed up, and bam. Well, good for them. Holy cow, that's an actual good story out of this. Yeah, well, it's like the the cops in this town, I'm telling you, they, they mean business. They're fun, but at the same time, they're they're they got everybody's back in this town. Mm. And they're they're there to or do their, their front, job. Literally. They're there to do their job. Or their front, literally. They're what? They're front. They have your front too. Well shut what the what the hell is wrong with you? What the hell does that mean? <laughs> uh, they caught me in a mid-seizure. That was funny. They did. This cop caught me mid-seizure, man. I, you know, I had to give him a break, man, you know, because usually <laughs> I'm not cool with cops, but this dude you caught me from fucking nut. Actually, yeah, he went down with me. He went down with you. You were sitting there talking, and um, I pulled, I pulled up. Because your mom called me saying that you're, you know, about to have a seizure. So I pulled up in the driveway and the cops were already there. And all of a sudden, because he was talking to you, and then all of a sudden you went into, like, we're talking grandma grandma seizure, the full-blown seizure. And the chair you were sitting in, you know, basically fell out from under you. And you went to fall like out of the chair and he caught you and fell with you See, i don't remember any of that part he caught you and fell with you and then he looks up at me and i'm like okay he's fine just back away <laughs> <laughs> and then the uh paramedics pulled up and they you know they've they've been here a few times when you've had the grand malls and one of them always my angels my firefighters and w- one of them i believe he's the lieutenant yeah 
he yeah. he always makes sure when he hears our address, even if he's you know just on call, he is one of the first ones that shows up because he's dealt with your seizures from the beginning. Mm. And it happened that a lot of newbies were on that day, so he made yeah. sure he got here first because none of them have dealt with you before with your seizures. I get a little bit. And he looks at me and goes, did, did he really catch him? I'm like, yeah, he tried. He's like, what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> this is what, a 23-year-old, 24-year-old cop or yeah, something? Yeah, he was the youngest. Yeah, he was the youngest, which, by the way, you know, Hollywood was cool and treated him for pizza. Yeah, I did. He, he I had, bought the whole department of pizza for that A couple one. pizzas we brought over for that, and... Uh, he, uh, you did the dolls on top of yeah, the Yeah, I, I actually bought a little boy Barbie doll and laid it on the ground with a chair tipped over saying, don't catch me. <laughs> <laughs> and the police department totally did not let him live that down for quite some time. And to this day, he still has that chair and that little Barbie doll on his desk. He does? Yeah, he does. <laughs> Officer Johnson. Mm. See, that you know, you're cool with the cops and stuff. You know what it is? I wouldn't let nobody hurt him in this town. No. Not these, not mm -mm. these ones, because they're mm -mm. pretty freaking cool. You know, they stay out of your business. They and do. All that type of stuff. They do. And they don't profile me. Mm -mm, not, not in this town. And now, like in Roscoe and Rockford and mm -hmm. all that, I always get pulled over. But this town, they leave me alone. Well, when you're when you're in, uh, up at my work and they're and they're there, you, you know, they come in for their coffee or whatever, and I say they, hi, and then I shut up, <laughs> and they smile at uh, you know. Well, you can't tell now because everybody's got the masks on, but the, you know, they nod at them and they acknowledge you and like uh the one night dave's it was election night right you know and dave came in and he's all worried because he's like well we don't know what's going to happen it's quiet in the town and then he's seen you were at the first pump gas pump and then seen that our son was inside with me and he goes yeah you're, you're fine <laughs> he goes but if anything goes down just call right you know because they were all worried in the town that something was going to happen on election night Cause I know we get a little off subject, but this is a good talk. You know, but it's like, you know, they, they, they got our backs. I just think it's pretty cool. Well, I'm glad uh, there is uh, decent cops out there. Uh, I will say this town is pretty pretty well stacked with decent cops. Right. Well, you know that line. I never... You, know, you don't cross I don't go, go over that line. No. Uh, but it is cool. Not every cop's like that. But hearing that happened actually here. Ugh. Yeah. Surprising, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Things you find out. So anyway, back to uh, the discussion here. Yeah. If everybody don't know, this is actually a radio show and yeah. we go back and forth and talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We kind of do. We go we go a little bit off topic a lot, but you know. Uh, so that article you read, I, I think yeah. it has no bearing on us. Well, I don't think like I this. don't think it has any bearing on if there's any kind of abuse at all. I mean, if it's just a straight on okay, like harassment, stalker. Crap. Yeah, it doesn't have anything to do with that. Now, see, a lot of this would come in handy with me having to deal with your ex. True. Um. You know, because it mentions in here, you know, you're going to have to deal with a lot of people's exes because um, if there's kids involved, mm. you know, you still got to yeah. deal with the exes. And, yeah. So, I mean, a lot of this comes in handy for me. I have always tried to stay out of it between you and your ex. Um, you've always 
even, you know, I got lucky. I didn't have to deal with your ex for 20 years because she didn't, you know, they left the state and didn't live here. And then she did come back eventually. And I still kind of try not to deal with her. <laughs> I don't either. I know. <laughs> I tell her to go get lost. I, she won't talk to me. Which is good. And, you know, like the putting your relationship first, like even when she came back and, you know, did come back 20 years after the fact, you know, you you always put our relationship before dealing with her. Um, That's because I don't like her. No. Well, you don't like anything that she stands for or what she's all about. Well, just like we were talking about in the last, knowing uh, if you found your one, you're my one. And I think that uh, it actually confuses the hell out of you that I don't like women. No, I don't. It shocks me sometimes, but at the same time, I get it. What do you get? You don't trust any of them. It's, I mean, I personally think the reason, one of the reasons why we, you waited seven years before we got married is because she really took a toll on your trust, you know, taken off with the kids. Yeah, that was a hard, uh, deal. I mean, they were two and two weeks old, mm. you know, and the next time we saw the kids, they were like three and five. And then... I think another thing is, yeah, we have our lifestyle and stuff, but I really don't like people being near me, especially females. No, it takes a lot for a female to become your friend. Uh, you're damn right it does. Yeah. You're cautious. I think I'm overly cautious sometimes. I don't even like your friends. I don't have any. <laughs> so that makes it easier. <laughs> I don't like female friends. There, A lot of them are way too much drama. Right. And I don't like being... Stuck in the middle of somebody else's drama. Well, you learned that the hard way. Yeah. You That's know, one that... of the reasons why I have I have friends, but I don't have, like, best friends. Like, I don't have somebody that I hang out with all the time. Or I don't Now, have... if you're a friend of somebody, how would you approach the subject of dealing if they you were hearing that their ex is doing this, this, and that? What do you tell them? I'd give them my opinion. I wouldn't expect them to always listen to my opinion, but, I mean, I've had people ask my opinion on it. Have you ever had to deal with this? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> been there, done that. Well, what did you do? You know, and I'd tell them what I did, you know. At what point should an outsider step in? If you see it. If you see somebody going at somebody, like if you see a guy in public going after a female, I think you should step in no matter what. And that's my opinion. And that don't mean going to grab your freaking phone and filming it. No, that don't mean putting it on freaking YouTube or whatever. I mean, that means help that check out. Don't let what possibly is about to happen happen. Or if, or if you walked in on it and it just occurred... Help a girl out. I mean, and vice versa. It could happen to the guys, too. Women women can be What's pretty vicious. What's that say vicious. about our society when the, the, it's happening in public, everybody grabs a phone instead of helping? In my opinion, that's freaking pathetic. Me, my first instinct would be go over and help them. I don't give a... Why would I want to videotape something happening like that to somebody? Mm -hmm. And I don't understand why other people would. 
I but think I, the but morality I've of this country is but it, ha- but it happens. You see it all the time. It's sickening. Don't videotape it. Help. Mm. If anything, if you don't want to f- personally get involved, be the one that calls the cops to the scene. Right. Now, I would have to say if they're married to or their ex is a cop, they, an outsider should go to the cop station. If the outsider witnesses it going on, hell yeah. Tell them what you just saw. Or if you have videotape of it, because everybody likes to videotape crap. I don't know, man. I would have to say go outside the department that they're working at. Say if they're working at a city department, go to the county level, because right there they have to investigate it. I would hope. Nowadays, I think things are so much different than they were maybe ten, you know, five, six years ago. With, oh, that, man, with everything going on, it's a lot different now. So people would take those kind of, you know, uh, if you went to the cops. Mm. But I agree. I would say if they work for the town, go above that. Go to county, or even go as far as going to state. Because you go to the state cops, they're gonna check it out. You go to county, they're gonna check it out. But I think people would be afraid to go to the town that they're living in if he works for that town. Right, because... They might not do anything. Especially if it's in a small town. Uh-huh. That's where you got to worry about is the small town stuff. Like, I'm sure if, this, if the situation with the one in our town happened in Roscoe, it might have been a different turnout. Right, right. Because exactly. they're idiots. Exactly, they're Mayberries. Oh. Well, that's a good conversation today, I believe. Uh, how to deal with an ex. There's a couple ways you can do it. One, uh, there's my path. Two, there's uh, the real path, the right path to do. <laughs> there's Hollywood's way, and then there's the right way. The right way. You know, Hollywood don't get a lot of stuff right. I really don't, man. You yeah, know, but now in I'm situation... sitting here doing a show thinking, damn, man, my daughter's pissed at me again. <laughs> I, she's always mad at me. Yeah, well, you know. All I have to do is breathe, and she's pissed. No, she just doesn't like that word. Well, uh, (laughs) you know what? We're going to do another episode on something like that where, you know, you grow up a certain damn way. Your kids got to understand a little bit. It's not easy to change that lifestyle, man. No, but you got to admit you have done a lot of changing as far as, you know, with our son is concerned. You've changed a lot. Yeah, I have, and nobody looks at that. No, they do. No, they, they don't. The, the kids noticed. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. They wouldn't be mad at me all the time. They're not mad at you all the time, just Britt. Well, Corey's never mad at me, but... Uh, just Britt. Why is Britt always mad at me? I think just because you, you guys have totally different opinions about everything. Yeah, she's a crying liberal and I'm a freaking freedom fighter. Well, there you go. <laughs> you guys, you guys do. You guys have totally different opinions on stuff, and and sh- and, and the thing is, is neither one of you will actually listen to each other's opinions because you're too busy arguing it. Well, a debate's good, but I listen to Brit all the time. You do, but then you she just don't see it. She well, that's probably what it is because she's so set in her ways, mm-hmm. and you ruined her. I didn't ruin her. You ruined my daughter. I did not. I did not ruin her. She has her own opinion. I let her have her own opinion. I let Corey have his own opinion. I let you have your opinion. Even though sometimes your opinion is my opinion, asinine. My opinion's the only thing that matters. 
It is not. <laughs> <laughs> if I wanted your opinion, I would have farted. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, what are you going to, what kind of, you know, we're going to get into the closing and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, what kind of show are you thinking about having? I don't know. What topics when? would you do with him? I have no idea. I I'd think it would be pick. interesting. I'd let him pick it. Well, what do you think? I don't know. Our son is weird. Maybe it'd be a show on frickin' unicorns. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think our uh, listeners want to hear about unicorns. I don't either, but I don't know. I really don't. I'd have to see what he would have to say. Well. When he's, like, in his right frame of mind, yeah, being he that he, he had, like, no sleep and he drank three cups of coffee last night and then drank two more cups of coffee this morning. Just to go get his uh, PlayStation. I know. God. It's crazy. I was like, you know what? I went, got high, went to bed, woke up all refreshed, and then you got these zombies around me. At 9.30 in the morning, and the three of us are like, huh? <laughs> We're like, what? She parties with the kids all the time. I am. We were up late. We were watching Star Wars. <laughs> and I heard little mama uh, got in that, huh? She got two videos. And then L-Dog, right? L-Dog. L-Dog and little mama. They <laughs> replied to my first video that I tagged everybody in on TikTok and then uh, Little Mama found one of my other videos and she duetted it, which was totally awesome. I was like, I was like, oh my God, look! And I was like showing all the kids, showing both the kids and I was showing you and I'm like, look, look, look. And then if y'all check my TikTok, you'll actually see my daughter doing one. It's awesome. All I know is you're a coward. Because I wouldn't do it at Walmart. You I was said, tired. You said you would for me and you did it. I was tired. I ain't chicken, dude. I did it at Casey's. I did it at Casey's. I was tired. I'll do it next time. All right. And Corey Corey was with, and he doesn't want to see me do that. He gets embarrassed. Oh, well. Well, (laughs) do it anyways. Don't forget, after the show, for the members over at the Throttle Club, I will be uh, zooming. zooming, and don't kill me if I can't figure it out that fast, but uh, we're going to have our first Throttle member uh, meeting. Uh, Throttle uh, Club is where you can get all kinds of perks and stuff, like the Zoom meeting coming up, as well as uh, member-only type of online <laughs> deals. So, we're going to have fun tonight. Yeah, too bad I'm at work. Too bad you are at work, man. I know. It would be fun having you in. I know. That would have been fun. Next time, we'll have to see if we can figure something out where I'm not at work. Right. That'd be fun. Cool. That'd be fun. Awesome. Well, that is episode 59. If you guys got any comments, let us know. Uh, you guys have a good weekend and pass us around like a hooker, baby. <laughs> bye, guys. Bye-bye. Have a good one. Hi, I'm James Hollywood Machikari. Join me Monday through Friday for Motorcycle Mayhem Morning Show on YouTube Live, Facebook, and all major podcast platforms where we talk about all the major biker news going on in the scene. Get your most unbiased and trusted biker news now at HarleyLiberty.com. Founded in 2012, Insane Throttle Biker News has been the place that all bikers come for what's happening in the scene. Go over now and bookmark HarleyLiberty.com. Rock on! Hi, I'm Hollywood. And I'm China Doll. 
Listen to the Hollywood and China Doll Evening Show, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all major podcasting platforms. And don't forget to subscribe to our brand new YouTube channel. Rock on! We'll be right back.